Hello and welcome back to episode 36 of Untucked Shorts. I'm your host, Felix Vogel, and this is my podcast D, a.k.a. my dad, Mark Vogel. Hey, Felix. Hey, everybody. It's um, great to be back, and I'm feeling a little better than I did the last time we recorded coming back after that devastating 0-5 road trip. Yeah, it's not like we've lost... Uh, It's not like we're undefeated since that last podcast, but we're definitely doing a lot better and we're looking a lot better, which is good to uh, see. Yeah, for sure. So I think we want to hit a few things today. Um, Let's see. We are in the middle of a homestand. We went to a game um, just last week, our first trip to Chase Arena this season. Not Uh, not yours, not mine. Uh, So Friday night. Uh, Warriors versus Cavaliers. It was an intimidating Cavaliers team. I mean, they were loaded and, and were you know, hot. They're number, what are they, number four in the East right now? They're a good Donovan team. Donovan Mitchell, they're strong offensively and defensively. You know, Donovan Mitchell's third in the league in scoring. They have some tall guys who can yeah, that post it up. just combination um, of Jarrett Allen and Evan Mobley. It's intimidating and uh, it was a tall order for our team. Totally but, get it, but up, up. That was... That was I was going to do that so smoothly. I was going to just let that fly under the radar there. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay, no, but thanks. And maybe we can get a drum kit in here. Um, what, where is your drum? Yet kit, again, I'm by not sure. Um, we used to keep it, but here. yeah. Hmm. Let's see. So you know that game. There's a couple of standout points we played. We kind of I personally, when we got those tickets, I was like, okay, we'll definitely beat them, but it won't be too easy. But I wasn't expecting, you know, going into the game uh, during the season, I was like, wow, we're going to lose. Like, I was not uh, confident. But, you know, I think the one player who really brought it, obviously, Curry brings it every night. But we got to have strength in numbers, those little guys who step up. I think the person who stepped up the most was Anthony Lamb. And you may be saying to yourself, diehard fans of the Golden State Warriors, who is Anthony Lamb? Why haven't I heard of Anthony Lamb? Did we draft Anthony Lamb? Was he a lottery pick? Uh, the answer is no and no. He kind of came like a Gary Payton. I mean, like, undrafted. He's bounced around from a couple teams, a couple G League teams. Uh, came from UVM. Probably one of the only players from UVM. And you Special know, to all of our Catamount fans out there in the Untucked Shorts uh, <laughs> podcast nation. And he found himself with us at, you know, age 25 or something. Mid-20s, probably, safe to say. And this guy is kind of what we needed. He's a young, athletic person, but he's smart with the ball. Uh, he knows when to pass. He knows when to shoot. He's a good three-point shooter. Yeah, he went when, five for six last night when we trounced the Spurs. By I mean, 37, yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that game later, but I mean, he's good uh, two-way. And, you know, I felt confident putting him, in, putting him on one of their best players, including Donovan Mitchell. One of the things that is interesting in this whole discussion about a veteran team with a window of opportunity to be a contender, and that obviously is built around Curry, Draymond, and uh, and and Steph, uh, oh, sorry, and Clay, and then this new guard is whether or not we'll be patient with all the mistakes that the young guys make. And I think getting off to such a rocky start at the beginning of the center season. Kerr is losing a little patience, and so trust a guy like Lamb, who played four years at UVM, is fundamentally sound. He's a two-way player. Like I don't, I don't know if he's. Do you think he's going to really become a fixture in the team the way Gary Payton did? You think he's going to be like be on our team the whole season that way, or are we going to uh, drop him as soon as Kaminga and Moody 
start finding their groove and well, do the Kenzo get needs to get more minutes. Regardless of if if he's just a placeholder or, you know, he's a Gary Payton who maybe even will start a couple games, I think he's just helpful to have to ha- it's helpful to have a guy like this who you know, you can kind of rely on in the bench because our bench is very new, very explosive. Jordan Poole is great, but you know, again, he passed four turnovers. Yeah, uh, against the Jordan Kings. Poole was not great I on mean, that road trip and not he, great he in that can, loss the other night like, to the Kings. And he's supposed to be their captain, uh, but you know, I feel like Anthony Lamb is the right person to have. He's just two way enough, uh, and I I'm confident with him. I just want to put him out there with five minutes left which we made the mistake of doing uh, on Sunday night. That's but. true. He's maybe not the kind of guy who's going to necessarily win a game for you. In not the time. way Gary Payton would. That's know? true. When we need, when we needed, definitely needed a steal. He, in, on a play, he could go out and get it. You know, I've often thought, you know who my favorite player over the last five years has been, right? Iguodala. Iguodala. And you, you know why I like Iguodala so much? No. Tell I me. I like him because... He is a glue guy. He's a smart, savvy guy. He does the little things. He sets screens. He grabs rebounds. He makes smart plays. He doesn't foul. Um, you know, he's he's been a prolific scorer earlier in his career, but in this last it wasn't few his seasons, role on the Warriors. that's right. And and I think I, I have a soft spot for those guys, and I think Kerr recognizes their value. And maybe Anthony Lamb is, is kind of in that tradition. Is he still on the team or do you retire? Yeah. Interesting question. He's on the team. He's, I guess, kind of injured. He's on the bench, but he's wearing street clothes. And I, I think he'll come back later in the season, but he's definitely on the team. Huh, yeah, because I have not seen that guy play. But, you know, it's crazy the diversity between young and old from starters to bench. And, you know, I'm just saying we're, what are we, eight, six and eight? Six and we eight. still have a losing record. We're 10th in the West. The Kings are doing better than us. This is not the start any Warriors fans hope to have after a championship run last year. But I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I'm confident that uh, we're going to pick it up. And, you know, I was even talking with Mark. You know, where do we see ourselves at game 20? We're at game six, 14, 14 now. 14 games in. 14 games in. And at game 20, what is our record? Is it winning, losing? Are we blowing out the next seat? Well, this is a great so setup, and yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm. Want me to make a prediction first? Sure. Okay, so I'm looking ahead at the next six games, and um, you know, a couple of them. Well, the next six games: three are at home, three are on the road. You know, we haven't won a single road game this season. Yeah, we're but zero and seven. We're zero and seven on the road. Yeah. But of the road games coming up, I think we're going to beat Houston in Houston. Although we did watch a feisty Houston team. Almost come back against the Pelicans on Saturday. I mean, night. yeah. Well, I kind of saw from that is you know we can't let Draymond Green, Jalen Green, sorry. Yeah. Last name. Jalen Green. I think it's is it Jalen Green? Yeah, just Jalen. Green. It sounds right just to us. Jalen Green getting hot. We can't let him get hit some open threes. Okay, but uh, I think we can beat Houston to Houston. Um, I, I want to go back and redeem ourselves in New Orleans, even though we're now big fans of uh, Arroyo uh, and that that Who's Pelicans. Arroyo? Who's Arroyo for the Pelicans? He's like your new favorite player. Alvarado. Oh, man. Sorry. Jose Alvarado, yeah. I'm this close to getting kicked off my own podcast, and and you can't see how close my fingers are. Who is Arroyo? Hmm. You know Arroyo is a consultant I used to work with, but that's maybe – 
Sounds I like a I don't think she was Cheerio, a, a, a like NBA. a Royal Cheerio brand. Royos. Roy, Royos? Yeah. Okay, we'll follow that one away for the product team. Um, I think we can beat Houston. I think we can beat New Orleans. Uh, I think we can beat the Knicks, and I'm going to say it, the Clippers at home. I don't know if we can beat Utah. They're number three in the West. So weird. They don't even know how to tank. I mean, But maybe on. we can beat Utah. Anyway, I'm going to say that we're going to be 10-10 and 10 after 20 games. I think we're going to be back to 500, and we'll be relieved to get there. What do you think? Can we do I have even higher aspects. And, I mean, I know Lori Markkinen has gotten a lot better. Mike Conley and Jordan Clarkson are doing a lot, lot more than what they were asked for. But I think the Warriors at their best could whoop this Utah Jazz team. Like, if if I – I mean, if if everything goes the way I would like it to go, we should be beating them by over 20. Uh, yeah, we always like it to go that way. And yeah, this season it has not really gone that way. But no, um, but I think I think this is going to be a game where we we have to play up, and we're really just going to find it. Friday night, and and um, maybe last night's get right game against the Spurs signals some kind of corner turn. And then of course, you know, Mark recap the other games. I think we'll win everything he said we'll win, including. But I do not think we'll win against Phoenix in Phoenix. Yeah, in Phoenix, be tough. that'll be tough. But um, I feel like we're gonna pull everyone off. Besides that, and I say we're going to have an over 500 record going into game 20, going 5-1 and one on the next six games. Okay, you heard it here. Pencil it in. This is, this is the turnaround moment in our early season. We're yeah. about to get hot and go on a roll. Um, all right, Felix. Yes? Uh, let's turn our attention for a moment to some big news that happened in the league, not to do with the Warriors. And, um, that's the ongoing saga of, of the Nets sort of self imploding and in particular Kyrie Irving, um, making, making some anti-Semitic, well, he didn't make any anti-Semitic comments, but he seemed, he endorsed a movie on Amazon prime that uh, perpetuated some anti-Semitic stereotypes. And when he was asked to apologize, he didn't really seem to get it. He didn't really apologize. He got defensive. And now the Nets have suspended him. And interestingly, the Nets are actually doing better without him. Um, So what do you make of all this, both from a should an NBA player be a role model? Should he be expected to... Uh, have a point of view on issues of social justice or in- issues of anti-Semitism and, and take responsibility. And, and then mean, from a basketball perspective, are th- are the Nets better off without Kyrie if he's such a difficult person to get along with? Well, I, told, I think the Nets would be a lot better without Kyrie. I think that they could trade him for picks and maybe find something in that. I, I think he, they're a lot better off with Kyrie. But then should they suspend him? Well, you know... I I like to stand by that basketball and politics are two very different things. And regardless of your political standpoints, you just got to play basketball. But, you know, this could really, I think, as the NBA is a franchise, the way, the reason why I think they could have, like, nudged the Nets to suspend Kyrie. Because as a money-making franchise, the NBA doesn't want that kind of person with uh, power online uh influencing others or looking that making the nba look bad so i i think that's why it's not on there okay so i I think i get your point and i would agree that it is in the nba's interest 
to have players who uh, don't antagonize major sections of, of their fan base. But what about just from like a moral perspective, whether or not it's good or bad for the NBA from a franchise, do you think it's right or wrong for um, an NBA play for, for to set the expectation that, you know, you just shouldn't be. It's obviously wrong. It's obviously, obviously, obviously wrong. He should not have done that. Hmm. But I mean, I think, well, I, I just like, I think the NBA and politics are two very different things. So he's already a hard guy to work with, so that's why he's off. But yeah. I think it'd be okay as to keep playing as long as they just kind of limited his social media power. Because mm-hmm. that's where I think he gets the most, you know, siding. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. What's, yeah. Yeah, I, I see your point. I think... Um... It's always a question, you know, in any kind of workplace of what you tolerate, what behavior you tolerate, and what's a political point of view that I might not agree with. Like if he's a big Trump supporter, then I would agree. He has a right to advance that point of view. But I think when it comes to anti-Semitism, a- anti-Semitism I know. or homophobia or yeah. any kind of racism, um, I don't know. I think that, that celebrities and sports stars have a special responsibility to um, be aware that their point of view mm-hmm. can be especially harmful, uh, I think he should take or, it back. or helpful. That's what I think. Yeah. I think he should take it back, and then it'd be fine to play on. Yeah, I mean, I definitely wouldn't want to see him on the court knowing that that's where he salt firmly stands. And I mean, I know he isn't; he's being anything but firm about this political view. But um, I'd, would I would know. you he want? Would you cheer for him if you you know? I don't know, got traded to the Warriors or something? I mean, I was never a fan of the Flat Earth guy. Yeah, that's um, true. He's been tough to like. Yeah. I mean, this also could be the end, you know, this whole career. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? He was, I mean, he is a sensational player. scores a lot. But I'm trying to think now of a team that would want him. Like, what team? Yeah, I mean, it's either Nets or retirement, really. And he's only 26 or something. No teams, no... He's pretty young. Yeah, no team's going to get him anymore, I don't think, hmm. after this. Hmm. But, I mean, yet again, if Draymond was up for trade, would he be get? Would he be wanted because of that punch? I mean, different areas, but close. Yeah, so it's similar. true. These guys make take uh, have to be responsible for their actions, and sometimes that responsibility um, is costly. Yeah, and before we go into the break, I mean, we're just looking at a on moving the uh, subject, yeah. I was just thinking, you know, I'm looking at the standings, and yet a, this has been the most lopsided season, and we're seeing, I'm seeing some pretty surprise, surprising rankings. And could you give me your opinions on the East Coast? Well, I think if we're going to take a break, we should do that now, and then maybe we'll come back and have a quick uh, run through the standings in, in the East and the West and talk about a couple of the big surprises for us at this point in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so we'll take a break, and. Um, Trying to think of a spicy play from our recent games. Mm. Um, I have one. You got one? All right. So once again, our new season sponsor is the Spice Spice Jar. Jar. Located on the corner of 23rd and Bryant in San Francisco's Mission District, the Spice Jar. With lots of spicy foods and sponsor of this week's spicy play of the day. I think I'm going to give the spiciest play of the day to Andrew Wiggins. Mid-second quarter dunk flying over 
uh, Evan Mobley after Draymond threw a perfect lob to him from the three-point line in the Cavaliers game last Friday night. And, you know, that that gets all the spice because, you know, it gets the momentum of the Warriors. It gets the fans up. It gets everybody out of their seats. Yes. All right, let's take a break. We'll be back in a minute with more Untucked Shorts. Hello, and welcome back to episode 36 of Untucked Shorts. We are going to talk a little bit about the topsy-turvy world of the NBA and some surprises that are still 14 games in on top of the standings in, and, and really confounding the preseason experts who I don't think would have picked the Portland Trailblazers to be the number one team in the West. Did anybody see that coming? No. Uh, after the last embarrassing season for the Blazers, the requirement of Gary Payton must have lifted their morale a lot. Even if I he's mean, not playing because he's been injured? GP2's been injured? Yeah. How long? Oh, well, he might be coming back soon, but... I don't think he's been on the court yet. Whoa, a lot of injuries this season. And still the Blazers are number one. Um, What else surprises you about the top five in the East and West? Well... Should we run it down? Should we just run it down for our listeners right now? Yeah, so West Coast, we got Blazers at the one, Nuggets at the two, Jazz at the three. Shocking. Grizzlies at the four, and the Suns at the five. So within that... Yeah, the Blazers number one and the Jazz number three. Yeah. Who would have seen the Jazz hanging in there? Well, I think the Blazers are really good with rebounding from mm-hmm. the statistics I've looked at. Seems like they're a fast-paced team. Damian Lillard playing? Damian Lillard is yeah. for sure playing. Full, full-throttled Dame time. Uh, I'm not surprised by the Nuggets at the two. Uh, that's kind of expected for me. Jokic, Jamal Murray, strong players. Uh, Jazz at the three. What the hell? I mean, they don't even know how to tank. I'm. I don't know if I'm disappointed or proud of them. Like, is their goal to get Wembenyama, or are they trying to contend in the playoffs? Like, what is their situation? I don't know. There's just some folks who seem reborn. Laurie Markkinen is playing the best basketball of his career. I guess Mike Conley. Uh, and Jordan Clarkson are Mike still Conley's on old, the team. Right? And, but yeah, but they must be having a good time. They've got a new coach. Yeah. Uh, so it's going on in Salt Lake. Yeah. And it'll be, like you said before, uh, fun for us to see them for the first time a week from Friday. Um, okay. Grizz at four, Suns at five. That's expected. Uh, Suns, rocky start, though. The Warriors at the 10. We don't even need to talk about that. Let's go to East Coast. Okay. So, top five in the East, counting it down. The Celtics, defending Eastern Conference champions, are number one. The Bucks, number two. The Hawks, number three. The Cavs, in fourth place. And the Wizards, of all teams, are rounding out the top five in the East. Felix, what strikes you as um, unusual about that top five? Huh, well, uh, Celtics have won. I can totally see that. They're a strong team. Bucks at two, obvious. Hawks, whoa. Hawks... Three, I mean, this is kind of the way they go. They start out hot, and, I mean, two seasons ago, they made a run. They did. But, you know, last season, they started out hot, and they fizzled out. I mean, I just don't really see – I don't think they're deep enough to maintain this top five, maybe even top seven. Uh, maybe I can see them as an eight seed for sure, but uh, for me, watch them fall. I don't think they're going to maintain that. Cavs at four, surprised they're not at the three. I mean – they are. They dead. had a rough West Coast road trip. Yeah. They lost to us. They lost to the Kings and the uh, Clippers, I believe. 
but we saw them in person, yeah. and they are definitely I think for real. as the Hawks go on a losing streak, they're going to crawl back. And then the Wizards are at the five. Yeah, now, i got to find out more about that. I what is going on in like the nation's capital? I thought the Wizards were going to be the 14 seed. Like, that might be the look- most surprising turn of events in Washington, D.C. since the Senate um, since the Democrats retained control of the U.S. Senate last week. Yeah. I know you don't like to mix your politics and your basketball, Felix, but truly, that was a, I a, mean, an incredible comeback. Cory Booker, Devin Booker, Ooh, relations, yeah, well, I mean, maybe. Charles uh, Schumer. Chuck I can't, Schumer. I can't, I can't think of an NBA player whose name sounds like Chuck Schumer. All right, gonna have to check out the comment box. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, I really don't know what's going on in uh, Bullet City. Don't know if they're still called that, are they? Bullet City. They no, got, we, they we're got trying better... to move away from that identity. Okay, um, okay. Before we wrap up today, Felix, we've got another five or six games before we get to that all important twenty game quarter of the way through the season milestone. We talked before the break about our predictions. In the next stretch of games, what are you looking for out of the Warriors that would lead us to, as you predicted, go on a five and one, uh, go go on a hot streak, go on a winning winning streak? What's, well, what, what's going to be different? First things first. Lamb needs to be doing what he's doing. Curry needs to. I can't believe maintain- you put Lamb as the first thing first. You really are all in for Anthony Lamb. I mean, we're not doing anything off the bench, so he's kind of our lifeline for the second unit. Um. Until Pool, if Pool, Pool scored I mean, thirty six last night against the Spurs. Last night, so if he keeps that going, something. I'd be glad. But he wasn't off that, the bench. It's true. He, it's he not came, that necessary. That's right. Clay didn't start. So. Uh, let's see. Curry needs to be doing what he's been doing. I think it's all about you maintaining our offense, stepping it up on defense. And when I'm talking about, I think the person who needs to step it up the most both ways is Clay Thompson. We're counting on you, Clay. You got to get out of this slump. You know, with the, we. I mean, I've given you. 13 game, 14 games. Uh, I've seen you drop 24 against Orlando, but that's Orlando. And I want you to kind of get out of this. I know it's you're, – you're streaky. I feel like I'm talking to him. Clay's streaky, but – He might be listening to this podcast. He could be. I think he will find it. I have confidence. And if even what I want is kind of what we need. So, so for yeah. me, I would agree with all of that. I would say what I'm looking for is for the team just to relax a little bit. And maybe James Wiseman going down to the G League for 10 days is good for him to get some confidence back and get some more reps. But maybe it's also just good for the rest of the team to just take a deep breath and relax. There's been, I think, a lot of pressure on them getting the second unit, these young guys integrated and all the veterans not being able to trust the that the I younger mean, guys wouldn't blow a lead. But maybe with Wiseman just out of the picture for a couple of weeks, the pressure off Kerr to figure out how and when to get him into the rotation, maybe that just creates a little bit of um Like think about of, how much better Kaminga would be if he played on OKC. I mean he gets so much more time, more experience, you know, and now we're kind of throwing it at him. And so I can be empathetic. Uh, I saw him come into the game against in Friday. You know, he didn't catch a pass. It's moving a bit faster. And being on the court with Stephen Curry is a lot to ask for a second-year player. But I could I could definitely see some improvement that is within his reach. And with this, uh, last night against the Spurs, we saw a little bit of that. He had a great game. I think he was plus 24 in the plus-minus minutes. And, um, yeah, I would agree. We need, we need Kaminga and Moody – 
not to have to win games by themselves, not to be to to be all of a sudden you know hero ball types. Far from it, but just to generally trust in the system, have a little bit more experience passing um, with one another, knowing their defensive assignments. And uh, yeah, I'm optimistic. Yeah. I think we can turn it around, and maybe that's a good place to end it. Great. Yeah, I think that's be great. Okay. I think we should record our next one at game twenty. Okay. Let's maybe see we'll we'll, at... we'll see you in five yeah. or six games five or six and games. see if uh, we're we're hopefully five hundred or maybe even a little bit better by then. But for me, um, I guess I'm signing out. Yeah. See you next time on Untucked Shorts. Shorts. That was nice.